0: This morning, we have a special speaker. His name is Jamie Slakter. Oh, wonderful. Well, let me tell you something. There's something that is interesting when you actually become sick for a little while. <laughs> Things actually really do happen in, in the spirit. So like I was saying a while ago, many of you know, I was, I was down and out with first a peptic ulcer, which flared up for the first time in nearly two years. And it started wreaking havoc. It was like being in a roller coaster. One minute you're nauseous, next minute, you felt like you haven't eaten for like five days. So you put some food in and the stomach's going well, no, there's no room here, so I'm gonna be upset with you again. And then you wait and you're settling it and then it goes through. And and then right a few days after that, then this virus, whatever it was, may have been COVID, may have been a cold, just suddenly hits me. And I'm out for 10 days, and I'm like, God, <laughs> what in the world, Lord? I am so tired, exhausted, and everything is upside down. And I want to eat, but I can't, and oh, all this is going on. But I'll tell you something. I think Jesus was doing something in my own heart to prepare for me for that two weeks, for those 10 days. Because <clears throat> prior to that, he brought me to a scripture, and I kind of briefly talked about it before uh psalm chapter 30 verse 1 i want to just kind of turn to there for a minute and give you time to find it too and as david uh writing this and he says I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. I was, you know, about a few days, almost a week prior to getting sick, this was in my heart. I was just going through the Psalms, just looking at different things and just reading. And I stopped here. And I began to read this over and over again in my heart. And Within a few days, then I had set it aside for a little while because I was dealing with with Christmas and other things were going on. And then I got sick. And there I'm laying through five days in and I'm just upstairs, grab my Bible. And again, I flip. And all of a sudden, he reminds me again of this verse. And so I took some time to look through this verse and I took time to look at some of these words. And the extolling is another word for exalting meaning to lift up, to put up high, to to use words to express who and what God is in your heart, to put him into a place of of reverence and of honor in your heart. And so David is doing this. He's extolling the God because David was going through some, some sort of an issue at this time, It may have been health, it may have been another circumstance. And he's saying, I will extol you, Lord. I will exalt who you are. I will will describe and ascribe who you are in my heart to you. I will express all that I know you to be here and now. And I'm going to keep myself fixed on you using words to describe who and what you are. It's a way of putting God high in his heart. He's revering God for who he is, for what he's doing, for the things he's operating and doing in David's heart. And he's saying, I am lifting you up. Now, there is a connotation to this word in the Hebrew that it could mean haughty, meaning it's complete opposite of what we reflect God to, because we have to be careful. We can do that even to ourselves. We can put ourselves in a position of high high exaltation and create that sense of, of a false identity and so forth. And that's that, that kind of, a, it's there, there. Is you know, the meeting has a kind of a, a warning to that. But here David understands, because the relationship he has with God is that I am exalting you. I am lifting you high. I am putting you in a place of reverence within my own heart and within my own life. You are first. You are mighty and you are God. Because he lifted David up you have, I extol you, o Lord, for you have lifted me up. He, it's funny, this word has a really interesting connotation, really interesting meaning. It means to dangle. And the picture they describe in it is like a bucket at the end of a rope in a well. And the bucket gets dropped down, and it swings, and it sways, and it's going down, and it hits that water. And it's, a, it's almost like a picture of what David is experiencing right that in, in his moment in his life. He feels like he's at the end of a rope, like a bucket, dangling and swinging, dangling, swinging. And the picture is, is him swinging in that place and then God coming and lifting him up out of that well, up out of that murky water, up out of that dark place and lifting him up. And the picture that Jesus was showing me in my heart as I was bringing this word to him. Is that he comes to me in the place of that place of worship, takes my hand, lifts me up, stands me up before him (laughs) and says, son, you are my son. I am bringing you up because you have put 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 me in a place of reverence and of honor and respect into your heart. So I can now come take your hand and stand you up and say, welcome, son come into your sonship, come to me as, as a child. And it's like he just takes you, stands you, lifts your chin up, and I can see myself looking at him and him looking to my eyes. As I continue to extol and honor him, there's this, there's this beautiful picture of him just standing me up, saying, son, I love you, stand, stand. Be the son that I've called you to be. Be the daughter that calls you to be. Be that person in whom I made you to be. I'm here to help and to lift you up into that place. And here's something that is really interesting. As you are lifted in that place, there is no place or permission or any area for the enemy to rejoice over you. Because you're not in that same place anymore. This rejoicing is also a really interesting word. It, it refers to a sense of spontaneous jubilation an immediate, woo, ha ha, excitement and whatnot. It's not that it's not that joy where we understand of being in a, in a place of abiding in joy. It's that reference, it refers to that sudden excited outburst of jubilation, right? And a great example is this, and I love hockey. So I'm gonna use this example of it. Imagine if you will, <clears throat> Champion, Stanley Cup final. The game is tied. The two top teams are in it. But suddenly there's a face off. And the forwards are moving forward. They're moving past the defense. There's passing going on. The crowd is anticipating. It's getting and it's growing. The anticipation anticipation is growing. They're moving in. The puck is passed. They're moving past the defense. There's a breakaway. He shoots, he scores, and there's a sudden eruption of jubilation. We won, we won, we won. This is the picture that David is explaining Is writing here is, is that he's saying that God will not let the enemy have jubilation, celebration, explosive joy over you, over me. Because he lifted me up, I'm not in that place anymore. And the picture he was showing me is the enemy is going, where did he just go? What, what happened here? There's no, we can't jubilate over, we can't celebrate over him. We don't know where he went because Jesus came and said, I lift you up because you've put me in a place of reverence and honor for you. And so when I'm lifting you up above where the enemy expected you to be so that he thinks he could come alongside, put his foot on you, say, woohoo, yay, we celebrate, we got him. No, no, he does not have me. He does not have you. He can't keep you. He can't stand on you. He can't rejoice over you. You can't have this explosive jubilation over you because you're not there anymore. You are in Christ. And Christ is in you. And the Father is in us. And the Father is in the Son. We are lifted high into a whole new place. We are lifted high to the kingdom of God. We're lifted high into, into this new place and position. And so in that time when I was out and not feeling well and going, Jesus, where are you? Why can't I see you? I know, I understand, I believe you are actually here with me in that time. And he showed me he was. I, my, I was in a position physically, emotionally and whatnot. Just, I know you're here. I'm not sensing anything, Jesus. All I'm feeling is my weakness right now. All I'm feeling right now (coughs) is this, you know, the weakness I'm in, the physical stuff, the emotional stuff, God, that's all involved with getting sick and whatnot. But I know that I know that I know you're here. Even though my mind is going, I don't think so. I don't, you know, you're this and that. But my spirit still kept going. I know you're here. And he would actually show up. There were times in that time, he would come by and go, yeah, I'm here. Here I am. It's okay. Good. Keep training. Keep trying. Yeah, it's okay. I'm here. I'm here. And that brought such a confidence to the working of my faith that, wow, I can simply believe and you actually show up and actually prove my belief. Wow, this is awesome. And it causes me to grow, grow in confidence in speaking with him and knowing that, you know, if I'm in a place where it's just like, I have no sense of you. I can't see you. I can't hear. I know he's always present. I will always know he's in my heart. I will always know he's at work because every once in a while he'll show up. Maybe it's just a little, maybe just to step in into the place I'm in just to say hi. And sometimes he'll come in and say, Jamie, here's a word for you. Let's explore it. And he did that with me. He took me into Psalm 30 and he said, let's explore this. Let's look at this. And in this, I began to have revelation and some understanding, especially on the exalting side of it. And I'm beginning to understand what he's beginning to show me is that there is a language <laughs> there is a language that each of us has been deposited with in the spirit a kingdom language kingdom words kingdom expression and the exalt exaltation is that expression That's actually inside of me. And he's been showing me these past few couple of weeks or so that I have that language within me and that the spirit in me will begin to release it out of me. And all I have to simply do is start somewhere. Start by simply, God, I come before you and I worship you. And I will praise you, Jesus, you are my life, strength, and hope. And it just begins there. And in that, there are words that begin to become alive within my heart that have been sitting there. And a whole new language begins to come out. This is the language of the kingdom of God. It's a language of love, of hope, of joy, of rejoicing, of song, and of dance. It's a language that sees beyond the circumstances of our lives. It's a language that goes, I see past everything that goes here because this is what Jesus says. And I'm learning to speak this language. I'm learning to what it is to express who and what God is in my heart and in my life. I am beginning to be taught how to express these words. I'm being taught how to speak a whole new language. Now, let me tell you, in the natural, I struggle learning new languages. I know some phrases in French, German, and Russian, but I could not carry a conversation if I try. Not in my lifetime. <laughs> just the way they, the languages work and so forth, it's, just, it's complicated for me. But I have a God who lives and dwells in my heart, who comes from a kingdom that is so much higher than I am. And I have a teacher who sits in my spirit and goes, I will teach you this language. I will show you how to express the language of of love and of grace and of mercy, of joy and of hope. I will teach you how to express that out of your own spirit because this is the language in which I speak. This is the only language I speak. This is the only way how I engage and speak to you and to others. We all have this within us. God has deposited in each one of us a heavenly language, a language of the kingdom, words of the kingdom, expressions of kingdom, a vocabulary of kingdom. We have it already deposited in us, and he's going I want to release this language from out of the depths of your heart because I have put it there so that you can engage with me so that you can come to to come and see what I see come and hear what I hear come and know this is the this is what the kingdom is and this is how the kingdom is expressed it is not the language of this world and its system this is so much higher the world expresses itself through ch- circumstance and situation, through anarchy and trouble. But God's language, the kingdom of the la- of the the language of the kingdoms, expressed from a perspective of kingdom, of what He sees, of what He hears, what He knows, and through who and what He is. This is our God. This is the language that He's learning to to to. To begin to bring up it out of us. And each of us have it. And I've been praying these last few days that this language that sits within us would be now released in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That the language and the vocabulary of kingdom would now be released. From the depths of your spirit and come forth in the expression that is unique to you and unique to, the, <laughs> unique to the Father, that this language would be your language, would be that that language that would now and would now begin to help to fix you, your eyes on Jesus, because that's what these words do. They cause you to fix your eyes upon the one who is our great mighty savior, who is our great and mighty king and our friend. Do you know of anybody who's friends with a monarch in this world as close as an intimate as we can be to King Jesus? I don't know anybody who's who's buddy buddy with Queen Elizabeth. I don't. Maybe there are a few But they don't have that same relationship that we can have with Jesus. We don't, they can't have that same kind of deep friendship. I can't, but I can have a friendship with King Jesus, the one who made me, made you, made everything around us, an awesome and powerful God who knows all, sees all, hears all. And in him, we can have a friendship. How, I don't know, but I tell you, it excites me when I know I can be friends with the mighty, mighty Jesus, the great I am. The great I am, I can be friends with. And I can be taught how he speaks. I can be taught how how he expresses his language. I can be taught how he expresses kingdom. And I can be the one who is that conduit to the world who doesn't speak this language. But we can be an expression of that language. We can be an expression of those words. We can be that conduit. And they may not understand us right away. But that's up to the Holy Spirit to now begin to do something in their heart. To allow those words now begin to settle and grow in rich, firm soil. Where they can now then be growing and training and learning and and knowing Jesus, Ooh, is there anything else here, Jesus? <laughs> oh, it, as, I, as I'm going and speaking this, there, there's a working even, even in my own heart. And there's a rejoicing that's beginning to stir that I get excited that I can speak this language and that I don't have to make it happen in me. It's up to Jesus to to bring up and out the words and the expressions of kingdom language. I am not in a position to make it happen. Oh, I probably could, but I don't want to. I'm too excited to allow him to bring it up and formulate it himself from out of my own heart. And I'm praying that that's what's going to happen amongst everyone here in our congregation within the church, that somehow, some way there's going to be fresh and new expressions of the Holy Spirit (laughs) and of kingdom language, and that we can all understand this language it doesn't matter what nation or nationality you are from does it not matter the language or dialect in which you speak around this world it's a universal language of the kingdom of god that all peoples can understand that all people can receive that all peoples can hear as we understand languages and dialects. I mean, you can listen for one person from one con- side of the country, understand they're from this part of the country. Uh, I recognize that in the German language. I When I hear certain people speaking in German, I, I roughly can give you an idea where they're from. Um, Great Britain, you guys are a little bit tougher for me to figure out, but man, it's so much, be- so beautiful to listen to, because I know Julie and Lynn, you guys are probably from the Midlands or so, whereas Marion is farther south. And so there's those differences in dialect. And, you know, and it's beautiful to hear. And God has a dialect all to his own, (laughs) an expression of that dialect of joy and rejoicing. You know, you listen to somebody from Newfoundland versus British Columbia, you know where they're from, from somebody from Cape Breton versus, say, Quebec, you, you get an idea where they're from. They may not, the words may be the same, but maybe they can't understand it completely, what they're communicating. But what's beautiful about the kingdom language is that all can understand it. All can hear it and receive it. All can express it. All of us. It doesn't matter where we are from this world. Whether you're from India, Africa, Germany, Tanzania, Canada, the United States, Mexico, It's all one language, and I've had the honor and privilege of seeing that firsthand, taking short-term mission trips to Jamaica and Germany, and it's beautiful to see when the Holy Spirit begins to move on people, and it doesn't matter the language you're speaking, but somehow in the Spirit, you're going, yes, I hear and understand what you're saying. Because I speak the same language as you. And I understand all that you're saying because Holy Spirit is communicating. Man, we had that experience in Germany the number of years. It's been over 20 years since I've been to Germany. And we went to the eastern part of the country. Shortly after, communism had collapsed and moved on. And East Germany was just slowly starting to be rebuilt. And there was this small city called Schwerin in northwest. Northeast Germany near the Baltic coast. And they were under the communist rule for many, many years. And there was this small group, small congregation in the middle of the city. Just a handful of people. They loved Jesus. And they were looking to establish a church. They were looking to establish a location. And God bless these people. They, they worked hard. They worked tirelessly. They had everybody against them. Even the local newspapers and media. Made mocked them, shunned them, did everything they could to keep them from moving forward. And we had opportunity to come and visit with them, spend some time with them, help them to, they were in this beat up old warehouse. So we helped them to kind of move stuff around and clean it up. We were able to share and talk. Some of them spoke English, some of us spoke German. So we were able to communicate a little bit, but we had opportunity to stop and pray and have a service with them. And the spirit was there. And together we knew, we knew, we knew that Jesus was there and that he had a plan for that church, he had a plan for that city, and he has a plan for that nation. And we were able to to communicate that. And we were able to share that in the best way we could. And Holy Spirit made it happen. And they were so blessed and so honored that we would come from Canada and United States and come to this beat up little city. And they said, thank you so much. We're honored that you would come to us and give us a boost. Just give us a hand. Just be able to know and encourage us. And we were able to do that in in the language of the King and the expression of the Holy Spirit and an expression of love, of grace and of mercy and of relationship. And and it's so wonderful to see those, see these things happen. It's so wonderful to see even in Jamaica too. they do speak English, but it's such a a different dialect. It's so so much fun to be around with those people. They're always in that sort of state of joy, yet even amongst their poverty, amongst the situations in there, amongst what happens in Jamaica, there again is the move of the Holy Spirit, and the churches are so alive there, and they are growing there, and they face troubles and all kinds of issues, but we were able to Come alongside children and schools and different churches and bring in love and bring grace and bring encouragement to them all in the language of the kingdom. And together we could understand and express who Jesus is between us and them. So, anything else here, Jesus? <laughs> I just wanted before I close up. I just want to pray that. In each one of you, the language, the vocabulary of the kingdom that has been long deposited in you would now be released in the mighty name of Jesus. How that expression will happen is up to him because we are individuals and we have different personalities, which makes it so beautiful. But the language will always be the same. So, Lord Jesus, I just want to right now release, release, release heavenly language, kingdom language, kingdom words, kingdom vocabulary from each and every one of our hearts. Lord Jesus, begin now, Holy Spirit, to teach us this new expression of kingdom that surrounds us, that that is in development in us that is in us, and growing, and stretching, and training, I speak life, God, I speak now, Jesus, the release of kingdom language, not out just out of my own heart, but out of the heart of everyone here who is watching this, and hearing this, and and if this goes beyond just our own YouTube, God, that those out there who are also listening, and hearing, would know that you have, and carry, a language that is so beyond this world that will bring you such joy and rejoicing that you would now too be released to hear and to speak kingdom language in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, mighty God. Okay, I think that's all I need to say today.